My next guest, between 1979 and 1993, distinguished himself as one of the greatest athletes in the history of New York sports. In fact, in my opinion, he's the best giant quarterback ever. I know Eli Manning has a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns, and two Super Bowls, but in my opinion, Sims has two Super Bowls, too. Hostetler rode his tail to get that second one against Buffalo. He restored the Giants to greatness, and I've gotten to know this guy personally over the last 20-something years. He is a super guy. He's a star now in the NFL today, of course, on CBS, and a local treasure out of the great state of Kentucky, and now Mr. Franklin Lakes, New Jersey, the greatest quarterback in the history of the Giants, my friend number 11, Phil Sims. Good morning, Phil. Oh, man, you're wearing me out, I'll tell you. Between that read you just had, that commercial, listening to that, I mean, my God, yeah, I take it. I get tanned and take the medicine. Oh, my gosh. And then that music leading into me, that introduction, I don't know what to say. Pretty good, right? Well, it's pretty, a legend in New York sports. Let's uh, settle down there, big boy. Oh, no. It's, oh, you cop. Come on. It's true. Oh, you come are. On, come on. Hey, 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 Phil, let me tell you something. When you were in Kentucky, okay, doing whatever the hell you were doing, I had to go through Joe Pisarczyk, Jerry Goldstein. These names Ooh. sound familiar, of course. Good not. memory. Yeah, well, that, that's true. I have a good memory. Then you come walking in, thank God for George Young and the giant organization. Then your friend 56 walks in a couple of years later, and yeah, we're winning Super Bowls. Well, yes, we did have a few good years. It's good <laughs> to talk to you, you um, and everything. I hope things are going well for you. And uh, that's it. I know you're probably uh, sitting there moaning and groaning about the Giants, the Giants season. I am. Who are they going to hire as a general manager? Are they going to get the right coach? Well, we'll find out here soon. I'll tell you what. Before we get to that, though, I feel like the Super Bowl this year. Who's got that? Is that yours? Is that CBS? Uh, NBC. NBC. They should do something for Lawrence. This is Super Bowl 56. And, oh, uh, good idea. Right? I mean, isn't he, isn't he 56? Uh, well, yes, I think. You know, I'm not a big numbers guy. I'm remembering all that stuff and people, uh, even when I played. Uh, but, yeah, 56 is one that you never forget and know who it is, and it's Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor, that's Super Bowl 56. We're on the road there right now. You mentioned the Giants. I read Paul Schwartz this morning. He said we're down to basically three guys for that uh, GM job. Now, the truth is, Phil, even guys that follow football closely, even guys on, like, Sirius XM, they have no idea who these guys are, what they really, really do. So should we even have that discussion? Does it matter? Oh, I think, you know, people that really are in there, like some of the guys on Sirius you're talking about, I think they do know these people. And, you know, I say this, like we're talking about San Francisco, uh, Buffalo, probably the general manager that looks like might come from one of those two teams. And I would say right up just my first thought, that's good because I do this. I look at their track record in in, uh, drafting. I know assistant general managers have a say in it, along with the general manager and the coach, of course. But they've been um, they've been hitting home runs in the draft, so that's that's one thing you got to hope for with with the Giants. They pick a guy, get it organized, and they start really having an impact on the on the players they draft. That's fair, Phil Sims, the great Phil Sims, CBS NFL Today, former Giant, great joining me here. I mean, you know, you had those great years with George Young. He picked you, Lawrence Taylor, a host of others. Ernie Corsi, of course, with Eli Manning, but it's been so – and I know John Mara cares. He's a great owner. He loves his football team, the Tisch family as well. But what the hell is going on? They, they can't get the GM or the coach right. What is going on? Well, you know, listen, I say this all the time, and I've done it many times this year. Once your franchise gets in a certain predicament or situation like the Giants are in and, and the Jets, and there's many teams, uh, you, you know, five or six teams in the league, it's hard to climb out of that hole. 
and it takes a lot of things. You got to get the right coach. We're talking about the general manager, but you got to hit on some players and and be a little lucky. I mean, you you look at look at the San Francisco 49ers. Here they are. They got really uh, many stars, guys that are difference makers on both sides of the football. And we got fourth and fifth round draft picks and free agents who have turned into big time Pro Bowl players. True. And you know, is that great scouting and everything else? Yes, it is. But if, they, if you knew they're going to be this good, you would have drafted them a lot higher. But uh, so, I, yes, that's research, that's hard work. But also, I think there's a little luck sometimes involved when you start talking because you got to build your team. You can only get so many first and second rounders, right? You got to build your team with some of the rest of the guys. And these teams, and even the Dallas Cowboys, what they've done, and you know, people can moan and groan about them all the time and complain. But, my gosh, drafting, they hit home runs. And that's why they were in the playoffs this year. Uh, so they had a bad game. But, you know, they got a good roster, that's for sure. 49ers will take on the Packers in that second game on Saturday night to Phil Simms point. You're right, they do a great job out there. I do want to ask you one more about the Giants, and we'll talk about these uh, four games specifically, and that's the quarterback. You know quarterbacks pretty well. You're a great one yourself. Daniel Jones, three years. Look, the kid is beat up a lot. I get it. He has maybe the worst offensive line in football. He's got to run for his life on every single play. So those two things, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But I still see way too many mistakes, way too many mental mistakes. As far as I'm concerned, he's not the quarterback of the future. But who cares what I think? What does Phil Simms think? I'd like to see him get one more year for sure. I'd like to see this year with a new coach, a new system, uh, trying to reorganize the football team and see what he can do. I, look, he's big. He can run. He's got a good arm. Uh, it's not Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers' arm, but it's good enough to have success in the NFL. He handles the elements of Giant Stadium, I think, very well, too. And, uh, you know, so th- that's my take on it. I, I just got to see him in some good circumstances and then judge him. Uh, very hard to when I watch some of the games. And, man, Sid, you can say whatever you want about Daniel Jones. He went out, and, oh, my God, they completely fell apart, yeah. which is why we're having this search for a coach and a general manager. So, you know, even like Zach Wilson with the Jets, you know, played a little. It was rough. He came back, experienced, saw some things from the sideline. The team got a little better. They opened up the offense, and he played well. So, you got to give this guy an opportunity and just can't sit there and go, it's all on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's not all on the quarterback, but all these playoff teams, these quarterbacks are good. There's no doubt. And we got some of the best throwers in the league, just about all of them, just about in the playoffs still. But they have an offensive line. That's the first thing you must have as a franchise to have any success. If your offensive line is mediocre, it's hard to overcome it, no matter how good your defense is and all the other stuff. To me, the number one priority of every football team in the league, you've got to build up an offensive line. Can't argue the great Phil Sims here. We've got four big games this weekend. The Spangle-Titan game, i got to tell you, Phil, talking about the Giants looking for a coach and a GM. This Mike Vrabel, I think this guy's a genius. I was in Miami, as you know, Phil, when they drafted Ryan Tannehill, Mike Tannenbaum, and they almost laughed him out of town, and Tannehill didn't make it down in Miami. He's gone to Tennessee. He's become a pretty big-time guy, even without Derrick Henry. And they're hosting a, a game against the Bengals this weekend as the one seed. I don't know if uh, every coach in the league deserves to be talked about, but I think Mike Vrabel certainly does. What about you? Well, I do, too. First, let me give you a quick line about Ryan Tannehill in Miami. That's all I heard. He's the problem down there. Right. I watched all those games, talked to those reporters. I go, he's not the problem. 
It's not him. It's many other factors, but it's not him. When he got traded to the Tennessee Titans, I said by week four or five, I almost know it for sure, he will be the starting quarterback for the Titans, and he will take the job from Marcus Mariota. So he did. And uh, so what was the question? <laughs> no, I mean, uh, Mike Vrabel. You know, we talk oh, about Mike he, Vrabel. Yeah. I mean, people he don't go to him quick. on CBS weeks ago. He said, you know, when I got the job at Tennessee, he said, or I thought was a really interesting comment, he says, I thought it was about the X's and O's, I'm going to do this. But then I found out as we do this, yeah, X's and O's, but it's your relationship with the players. And when you watch him, he's very connected to the players. They all listen to him. He handles himself great on the sidelines. And, of course, um, just knowing him as a player and interviewing him as a coach when I have used to do games and go down there, to say he has an edge to him is an understatement. Yeah. So yep. that edge is in the building. It's on practice. It's with the players, and they're all with him. He's with them. And that's why we see a team like the Tennessee Titans a little bit a throwback. You know, we want to smash you. We want to out-hit you. We're bigger than you. And that's really what they are. 49ers at the Packers on Saturday night. This uh, poor kid, Love, he's never going to play because Aaron Rodgers, he's going to make sure that's the case. Every, every offseason, I mean, he's getting traded. He's moving. Phil, this guy's still like he's 22 years old. I've seen some great quarterbacks in my day. I can't put many, maybe any, including Brady, ahead of Aaron Rodgers in terms of just pure skill. Well, his skill is un- undeniable. He's, you know, if you, he's not going to be the greatest thrower of the football in history right now, whatever. He's close to it, and he plays in the elements. It's cold, whatever it is in Green Bay. He It never bothers him. Uh, he doesn't take hits. He gets rid of it. They got a tremendous short passing game. That will they will need that against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, so, you know, Aaron Rodgers is. I, it seems like every year he gets a little better at throwing the football, just like Tom Brady. And it, it, it's the new way for the quarterback. We're going to see a lot of these guys that we see now who are stars. Said I think a lot of them are going to play till their late 30s. And, yeah. and they're showing with the systems, take care of yourself, everything else. That you know, it's just not going to be uncommon for guys in their early forties to keep playing. This Ram Buccaneer game on Sunday afternoon, the Bucks, of course, reigning Super Bowl champs, and made it look easy against the Eagles last week. But this is a really good Ram football team. I knew when they acquired Matthew Stafford, it was going to be night and day, and it has been. Uh, that's a road team that is very dangerous this Sunday. In fact, I'll tell you this, Phil: if they go on to win this game, I give them a shot against Green Bay as well. What about this Ram football team? Well, yeah, I'd give them a shot against Green Bay, too. I think that's a better matchup for them than it is with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay is a big, physical team. Now, their offensive line's got some issues for the first time, really, since Tom Brady's been down there for two years. So that's going to be interesting. You know, with the right tackle, who's in his second year, wow, has he been tremendous, Tristan Wirth. So missing him's a big deal. I don't look at the... um, Tom Brady not having all of his weapons. Well, who has all their weapons at this time of year? Right. There's always right. – you can look at some of these teams. The 49ers got three or four guys that got hurt who are stars sitting on injury reserve for the whole year. But it's going to be an interesting game. And, and I just wonder, can the Los Angeles Rams on the other side protect Matthew Stafford? Yeah. That'll be the big one. That's because a good yep. they, it's, it's a high degree of difficulty that – this Rams offense, it's hold the football and wait till guys come open down the field. And that's tough. And especially when you're playing in Tampa against a team that can rush it from both ends and inside. So that's going to be interesting. And, of course, maybe some of these changes for Tom Brady. So 
I'm interested in the game, but if I had to pick it, Sid, I'm going to take the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Last one, uh, I watched that regular season Sunday night game. Early in the season, the Bills took apart Kansas City. And I was like, oh, my God, Buffalo's going to win the Super Bowl. Then Buffalo struggled after that. In Kansas City, they keep getting better. So it's a Bills-Kansas City matchup. But these are two teams that haven't played nearly the same football since, especially Kansas City, yes? Well, I think Kansas City is definitely rounded into shape. You know, they've had some struggles, of course, but – you know, I still like the football team a lot. I just watched that game this morning. And, you know, I took a few things out of it, but that was week five. We've gone through two other seasons now before this game coming up this Sunday. Yep. So it, it's hard to look back and go, oh, they did this and that, because it changes dramatically. We would play, like the year we went to the Super Bowl, the first one. We played Washington at home. We ran it for Joe Morris, had close to 200 yards rushing. We go down there and play them. We throw it all over the place. And then we play them in a championship game, totally different from the other games. You know, so I, that's what I expect from Kansas City and, and Buffalo. We're going to see different game plans. It's going to be fun. And I hate to do this, but I, even, I, I just give up. But which quarterback makes the most plays, I mean, that's easy to say. But I mean by that, can get out of the pocket, make a special throw down the field. That might determine the outcome of this game because both teams are good. And they got a lot of players that can win the game for them. And it's going to be, you know, it's probably the biggest game of the weekend, I think, because everybody wants to see Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Who's the best one? Can Josh Allen dethrone Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> oh, my God. I know. <laughs> By the way, I sat in that, uh, at that NFC Championship game and froze my ass off. I was two rows behind where Jim Burt jumped into the stands after the game and you guys were on your way to Pasadena, where you oh. had one of the greatest games ever and uh, really made John Elway look bad that day. But one more, I did see the poll yesterday, Bill Sims, in the New York Times where they asked viewers about the NFL today, and you got a great crew there, right? All you guys are great. All you, you know, from Brown, and you got uh, the wide receiver, this and you got Bill Cowher. Times. See, I don't, I don't even know these things. But yes, and they asked the, the viewers, they said, who is the best on the show? And Phil Simms got 63% of the vote, and Boomer Esiason only got 19% of the vote. Have you heard from Boomer? Is he mad at you? What's the latest with that? Oh, no, he's not mad at me, I don't think. Or, you know, maybe no. he always is. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I didn't, listen, I didn't know about that, yeah. and, and and I didn't see it. And well, it call is, him. But it is the New York Times, so I hope the New Yorkers do help me a little in those voting. Well, so. well he played in New York, too, for the Jets. By the way, I made that whole thing up because I love you and I'm mad at Boomer. Oh, you're, <laughs> you're so bad. You're so bad. I was going, damn, you know, I had no idea about this. Oh, it just shows oh, you. No, but listen, that is the truth. New Yorkers, uh, we do love you, and uh, you're great on that show, and you were a magnificent quarterback. And most of all, you're such a great friend. You do this for me all the time. And I must tell you, I really, really appreciate it. You were great this morning. Thank you so much. All right, Sid. I just I hope you're doing well. I know you're – you know, I hate to always do this same routine. Yeah. You're tanned. Oh, so tanned. And I'm wearing a peach shirt. You're, yep. Yep. You, you just have what, – what's the problem? You got, you're having a midlife crisis. What is it? Uh, no, I had it, but it continues. So, yes, I'm, <laughs> okay, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm tan. I'm working out. I'm in movies now. I mean, I don't know what's happened to me. You're Bill. in movies? Yes. I got what three movie? roles in three movies. I play a mobster in every one. How about that? I, really? I swear I to God. That. Yeah, big deals. Yeah, yeah. And, and when are these movies out? Are they coming out? Or no, I'm, I'm making one in Los Angeles the end of March, one in the U.K. in April, and I'm in a very popular television series, which comes out again season two on Amazon Prime in May. And I play a mobster in all of them. How about that? Wow. Yeah. 
I'm impressed. I, got, I can't wait to see these. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you know, I'll do a walkthrough. <laughs> you know, I'll walk through. Hey, how's everybody doing? Yeah. Good to see you. Look at the camera and walk on out. There we go. We I like should that. do that. Yeah, let me talk to the director about that. Get well, both he scenes. sounds like you got some power, so let's go. <laughs> I do. I got know, remember this. Yeah. I, I don't come cheap, so I don't, I, you know. I know, I know, I know, that. Here, I know that, Sims. I know that. <laughs> okay. We'll, uh, right. we'll, we'll talk very soon. You're great. Thank you so I much. Did. Have a great day. Great talking you to too. you, man. I love you, pal. There he is, the great number 11, Phil Sims, and uh, still... I say this all the time. There was a time early in my marriage there were more pictures of number 11 in my house than my wife and my kids. That's how much I loved those Sims when I was growing up.